Hello, and welcome to What to Say When Things Get Tough, a podcast dedicated to helping you communicate more effectively in difficult situations, both personal and professional. I'm your host, Leonard S. Greenberger. I broke out this piece of my broader interview with Sherry Singer, president of Singer Communications, because it covers the importance of nonverbal cues in the age of virtual communication, and because the rest of our interview really focuses on trade associations and professional societies. I thought it would be interesting to split this out. So please enjoy this surprise bonus Thursday episode of What to Say When Things Get Tough. And please join us next Wednesday for the conclusion of my interview with Sherry. My podcast just finished a series on nonverbal messaging and how important that can be in difficult situations when people are anxious and worried, which of course, everybody's that way, as you point out now about something. but just the, how powerful those can be and how they can overwhelm a verbal message if you don't do them right or pay attention to them at the very least. And you mentioned uh, the webinar you were in and talking about how in a virtual setting like this, you lose some of the verbal cues that you would have if you were one-on-one or even giving a presentation to a large group of people in the same space. And I wonder if from that webinar or from your own experience, what advice you would have to people in terms of what to pay attention to when it comes to nonverbal in a virtual setting. So I think um, for me, and this is just from my own experience, I've done a lot of work on micro expressions and, um, and learning how to read those and learning. So there's what people call a tell. Um, and often we use this to describe when people aren't telling the truth, but there are different kinds of tells. And the tell I'm talking about now is someone who is so preoccupied with worry and anxiety, they're not really focused on what you're saying. And um, you often have to respond, you know, that's why at the beginning of a conversation, you wanna ask who you're talking to, how they're doing. I mean, really how they're doing, you know, how are you today? You know, what's going on with you? And I think, how can I help? I mean, sometimes just listening helps, but sometimes there's something you can actually do to help the other person. And they might, you might surprise yourself. They might surprise you by telling you what you can do to help them when you ask that question. And I think that that forges a connection that goes beyond the time of COVID and will forge a connection to move forward like forever, whether it's a coworker or it's a member of your association or it's a leader in your association. I think that's how you connect. And so there's nonverbal cues that are tells or different behavior than the person normally has. I think you just need to pay attention to that. If you don't know the person, you might not necessarily know that, But if you've dealt with the person before, let's say they're head of your communications committee or something, you know, then you would know that they're, gosh, they're acting kind of odd today or their energy seems off, you know, their voice seems kind of flat. And I think by asking them, you know, how are you doing and what's going on and, you know, without prying, just being concerned, I think that will help you gauge where they are. You may have to say to somebody who's really dealing with a, a, a number of really heavy things on their plate, maybe this isn't the best time to have this conversation. Perhaps we can talk next week or in a few days or something along those lines. So I think we, I don't think, I think we're all so focused on what's on our own plate that sometimes we forget that other people are dealing with the same things, if not more grave issues than we're dealing with. One piece of advice that I've actually given clients who, you know, appearing in virtual settings is, 
wear pants because you particularly if you're you know if you're alive like we are you never know when the camera's going to fall or slip or something's going to happen and and i i also think if it, it just feels more professional i one of my call my stepson technically I'm not married to his mom but I, my, one of my stepsons who was doing a, an interview for a job uh, for a federal job he came down to say to ask us if we could all please keep it down because he was going to be online doing this interview and he was wearing a very nice white collared button-down shirt and then what appeared to be underwear uh, and, and you know <laughs> he's, he said, gonna, well, he's gonna wind up in that in that commercial <laughs> yeah, right right and he, so he's uh, and his mom asked what she what he was doing because she doesn't really do very many zoom calls or things where that would you know make a difference and i explained well he doesn't think he's gonna anybody's gonna see what he's wearing because he's going to be sitting down on a zoom call and, and i said i think you should probably put on some pants just just because number one I, it's safer right in case anything goes wrong with the technology but number two i think it makes you feel more like you're present internally present and that comes through you know you're professional you're dressed up and ready to go even if you're not in the same room with somebody. So the webinar that I just did this week for one of my clients, I literally not just put on a nice shirt and nice jewelry and makeup. I also put on a skirt, which I don't think I've worn since the pandemic started because I felt like it'll make me feel like I'm the presenter and I'm actually there, you know, as a leader. And, you know, so so I had a skirt on. I don't think anyone saw it on the, but it just made me feel like I was, you know, more professional in what can be somewhat of an unprofessional environment. I, one of the things I like to tell my clients when they're, particularly those I work with that are, they have to do public hearings or public meetings. They're going to be on, they're literally going to be on stage. And it's a performance like anything else. You, when you know, actor or baseball player or any other professional would go on stage without being very well rehearsed and well, well prepared. And another piece of that is costuming and making you feel like you're in the role and, and that is a performance. And I, just because you're not, you know, full body in front of people, I, I think it's important to, to get yourself in that mental mind space because that will come across uh, to people. I agree. I do that when I teach um, media training and message training, I tell people dress the part. You know, if you're talking to a reporter, even if it's just on the phone, you know, you should wear a button down shirt and wear a suit jacket. Maybe you don't need the tie, but you know, it really elevates the way you feel and therefore the way you come across. And I think that's really important.